This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. People always say red and purple are the best, or talk about how yellow and green are the worst. But what about the orange Skittle? Even though this captivating candy has been in the bag since the beginning, it's often overlooked. This red-yellow sweet has a pleasant, unassuming taste. Also, it only needs one name to describe both its color and flavor. Savor the consistent citrus tang of this Skittle, my friends, because it is truly the most underrated flavor in the pack. Brought to you by Skittles. We literally said on the last underrated show... We're going to talk about the most underrated Skittle on the next time. Really? So I had to get that in <laughs> to make Jacob not a liar. Okay. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our Disneyland show. <laughs> Big thanks again for it. <laughs> I ran out of breath. <laughs> that, yeah, that was the problem. <laughs> Big thanks for Kent giving that uh, impression. And thank you to Josh for being on. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, you, Josh. Uh, there were essentially, you know, this is normally the portion of the show where i read about three or so comments sure the comments today are broken down in categories okay comment go. number one mm-hmm. is basically people asking did you actually go on splash mountain for the episode art um they, uh, yes a, a lot of us yeah, did the short answer you, is yes except for great, one of us can you, you did a great job putting it together can you yeah. tell who it is listener mysteries oh, mm-hmm. one of us has been photoshopped well, in well, from we've a photo all been shoot. on Splash Mountain, but one of us didn't have a picture, so we just had to make it up. One of us yeah. doesn't like Splash Mountain all that much, okay? <laughs> Mysteries. And, and I'm the only Splash Mountain picture that may exist of me anywhere, I'm dressed as Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph, so I didn't really want that either. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So the comment number one. You were worried it was going to wreck the picture. I'm going to wreck it. Uh, so comment number one is, wow, that's an interesting picture. Comment number two are giant threads. Oh, yeah. Of people playing uh, along. Giant awesome threads. I loved it. This Some, is probably the most people played along with the tears. People I think. were playing along and they were giving backstories and they were right. offering yeah. opinions. And for, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of it. Like people are like, thank you so much for sharing. Like Joel, we, we does read a good them, job we, of getting to them all as far as comments goes. I know I read a bunch of them. Crew Dutler. I'm never gonna get your emoji games right. Just saying. <laughs> he had one, but I sure one ride that was just it was star. just a star, and I was He's like, like I, I couldn't think of anything for tours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. But thank you for playing along. That was wonderful. So yeah, comment number two, playing along and tearing, and then comment number three can be represented by a text I received from a good friend of mine. Okay, uh, uh, Max Timmy on Twitter. Oh yeah, um, he specifically texts me and says, uh, it, it "Listens to Bacon Sale." Dot dot dot. Afterwards, sigh. Pulls up Getaway Today to book a trip. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do you do this to me? I think we all did that. I was going to say, a couple people did say, this has inspired me to do a Disneyland trip. And I just want to say, I'm sorry to your wallets. My mm-hmm. wife was on the, the fence. We were discussing the possibility of going. And after listening, uh, it's guaranteed. Mid-September, we'll go. At, at, okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll go before then. Maybe. Mm. It's, it's possible. They can sell Disneyland trips. Thank you. It was fun playing along. We appreciate it. Thank you for, uh, um, I don't know, being youthful with us. Yes. Appreciate it. Speaking of youthful, we have a brand new patron. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yay. So we've got a tier two, but actually, let's be real, a tier one patron. It's Aaron Christensen joining the fold. Sounds shady. Wait, he sounds did, like a shady is there, is there guy. a personal history here, Joel? Yes, actually, okay. he's a good guy. Okay. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's a, he's a friend of my brother's. Uh, you know, we kind of grew up in the same neighborhood, and I'm, I'm a friend with his brother. So, it, yeah, good guy. Thank you for joining us, Aaron. It's, it, he said he's been listening for a while now. Mm-hmm. Like, he just kind of got addicted to the podcast, what he told my brother. Really? Okay. Yeah. And so then he decided he wanted to become a patron. So I uh, hope you enjoy the the videos that you get mm-hmm. and uh, the behind-the-scenes uh, pacon bits that we do uh, semi-weekly, regularly, almost every weekly. What are we calling that? 
Yeah, semi-weekly. Yeah. Not promised. Not promised. <laughs> Not promised weekly. That's what we should call it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it. Yeah. But thank but yeah, you. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. We do appreciate that. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We are talking about the very most underrated things. Things. Again. Just things. Just, just Again. basic things. It was but, sh- but five short years ago. Wow. The last time we did an underrated show. I, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> True uh, story. Episode 145, this show is underrated. We did do, we have done two overrated shows, episode 68 and episode one or 251. Yeah. Uh, so you were there for that one, Zach. On that yeah, one. you were there yeah. for that one, but you've not been here for an underrated no. show yet. This is your first one. These ones are substantially more positive than the overrated. Well, because yeah, like, unfortunately, it was like everyone likes us. We don't. And underrated's like, why don't you like, you like this? You should like this. This is more. also much more difficult. This list was super hard for me. I agree. Why was it super hard? Because I'm like that. That either d- doesn't feel like it's in the spirit of being underrated. I always assume like, oh, everybody must like that. Well, see, I want to take this opportunity to be like, why don't you guys all know about this? But the people that like the, the categories we're talking about, they all love it. Yeah. But I'm like, maybe you should explore this more. Everybody. Like, not to. I didn't pick this, but I saw uh, and considered. For one of the categories, Jareth the Goblin King from uh, from Labyrinth. Labyrinth, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's not underrated. Everybody loves that. Yeah. Maybe that's not true. Best song with goblins. Right. Underrated. That's definitely a category. Best underrated song with goblins. That is true. <laughs> uh, but also it's interesting because Kent always struggles on these episodes. I do. Not, he gets underrated and hipster mixed up. Yeah. Where it's like, that's what no saying. one's ever heard of this, so I'm going to pick it. Yeah. And it's like, no, underrated is like, people uh, know it. I think underrepresented. Yes. Maybe under, uh, not represented is good, but yes. yeah. So we have a series of categories we're going to go through today and hopefully uh, it's so random. We are all over the place. <laughs> we are all over the place yeah. from, from movies to TV to food. to Which is kind of like bacon sale. I've now started explaining to it. Like, you know, when people ask me, what's bacon sale? Like food. It's, it's movies, music, and food. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the three things. We're uh, crossing well, some new territory on this one. Well represented plus on this episode. Yes. Let's get into it. Let's keep it normal on the first one. Number one. Let's, let's go to TV. Stay, uh, stay in our wheelhouse. Underrated sitcom character. Joel? The pantheon of sitcoms, Joel. Where do you go with this one? There were a lot of choices because you always get the, the, the breakout stars. Like, I mean, Urkel was mm-hmm. on Family Matters. But you got to realize that I was, was more a, of an Urkel guy. But, but yeah. there was a lot Stuff of on, I know. other characters on there that just don't get credit. Uh, but I decided to choose one that may be, I don't know, the whipping boy that I think deserved more than he got. Okay. I'm choosing Jerry Gergich from Parks and Rec. Good pick. So Underrated? Well, I well, see. The Office and Parks and Rec, they've both found the fandoms that love particular characters. Yes, but, but I he's mean, not a main character. When you think of Parks and Rec, you think of Ron Swanson, of course. Or you think of Andy. Or you think of Tom Haverford or April Ludgate. I considered Tom from my list. So they're all there and they're all like beloved. And then you get Jerry or otherwise known as Larry or Terry. Jerry, Larry, Terry, uh, Gergich, Gingrich. Portrayed by Jim O'Hare. But he is, I mean, he's referred to Jerry for the first five seasons. So we'll just call him that. But he is the whipping boy of the show. He is the butt of many jokes. He's mocked by his coworkers. His job performance is middling and unspectacular. But... Uh, he places more importance on his home happy life. And so like he, he gets constantly made fun of at work for the first little while on it. Well, actually for the first season, they didn't know what to do with him. And then the second season, he kind of gets this, Oh, he's the office idiot. Yeah. Cause it's, there's always a one-to-one from the office in the start of Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it diverts. So essentially this is the Toby. Yeah. But then they're like, well, we can't do that again. Cause yes. Toby legit in the office is like a terrible character. Yeah. And they're like, well, what if we made Gary, Larry, Terry, Jerry nice? 
And he is like they don't hate him. They kind of show that in a couple of episodes. They don't hate him. They just make fun of him. What if we made him married to Christy Brinkley? And then you get to see his home life, and he <laughs> has an amazingly beautiful wife, an amazingly beautiful home, three lovely daughters, and they all love each other and have a great time. Like he's so has such a happy home life. He doesn't care about. I don't know if I got that time. far in the show. Oh man, it's great. Oh, okay. there's a catchy song. Eggs, bacon, bacon and toast. toast. Um, there's more to it. I love that that happened. But Ken, I think you need to watch this just so you can see how they pull this off. Because it's an amazing thing where he gets totally like worked over at work. Uh-huh. But then he gets home and has this amazing whole life. So then when you see him get made fun of again, you're like, he doesn't care. And, and one of the reasons I chose him as an underrated character is because I do feel like he had this amazing thing going on for a while there. And then the writers decided to go a little overkill. Okay. And I honestly don't like what they started doing at the end when they started calling him all the different names and... And it just got to the point where I'm like... It becomes like, too eh. sitcom a little bit? Uh, just a, a little kind of like, all right, you're, you're just getting ridiculous with the mockery. Like they ran out of things to make fun of him for, so they had to invent stuff to make fun of him for. Gotcha. And so I was like, eh, I don't know. But I think he's a hilarious character. He's portrayed by Jim O'Hare. And he did tell his cast members they felt bad about mocking him so much on the show. So whenever they would apologize to him, he would say to him, you're not doing it to Jim. We're all actors. Oh, really? So okay. He, it seems like he's a nice guy in, in real life, too. But I think Jerry is an underrated character from Parks and Rec, and each time I watch it, I do enjoy seeing him. So I went with this show that I also haven't finished, but I've seen about three or four seasons. It's New Girl. There are many great characters on New Girl. That. Not Jess. <laughs> no, yes, there are many good characters, not the title. Now, there, there are times where I think Schmidt, right, Schmidt's is probably great. everyone's favorite character for laughs. A lot of people relate to Nick because he's just very neurotic. But the character people always forget about, other than Jess, is Winston. Yeah, I think Winston he is, is the, the forgotten most. Ghostbuster. <laughs> well, yes, yes, and yes. It wouldn't have been if it was Eddie Murphy. So when this show started out, you had Damon Wayans Jr. playing this guy named Coach, and he was in it for about six episodes, and then he went on to go do like another ABC sitcom, and then so this guy named Lamorne Morris he came in and started playing Winston. And let's be real. They're like, hey, we need a guy that kind of looks like Damon Wayans Jr. to be on the show. And he came in and he was just this very flat character. And everyone's like, okay. But then as the show went on, he became, I think, still kind of the the normal one of the roommates, is, but the hilarious is one. Is he the one from the the gif of you're making some very good points? Yep, that's the one. Okay, because that that's is one, one of my favorite animated GIFs out there. Yeah. A few good ones from that show. And it's really hard to kind of say, like, this is why he's so funny on the show, but he is. Like, the fact that he has, like, a BFF, it's a best feline friend, and and I really relate to that, because <laughs> uh, I have one as well. Literally walking around us right yeah. now. Yeah. At, at one point, he realizes that he's colorblind when he's, like, 35 years old, because he's wearing green shoes. He's like, you guys like my brown shoes? And they're like, those are green. He's like, nah, these are as brown as money. <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, um, and he's like, as brown as Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and like, I'm trying to explain jokes that on the show. Yeah. And the show does get a little tedious, like any sitcom, but Winston just gets better as the show goes on. I love Winston. I feel like people who watch the show, he might be their secret favorite character, but underrated. Okay. I, I, did, I need to watch that show one day. Yeah. It's good. It's not great. It's good. Okay. Let's, let's make sure yeah, you let's don't temper your that. expectations. Underrated. Too high. Yes. All right, mine, I, this is kind of funny. Mine's much older than those two. Good. Uh, from an older show. Yeah. Um, mine comes from the show Cheers. Yeah, I've seen that. I love Cheers. Um, Who's underrated on Cheers? Th- that's, I, I 
I don't know why I went to that show. I kind of thought through the cast and and Cliff. I got maybe to one of my very favorite characters. Oh, he's one of the main ones. And it's unfortunate why I think he's underrated because he wasn't on the show through the whole run. Because unfortunately Coach. he passed away. I'm talking about Coach. Uh, Coach. Yep. Coach Ernie good. Pantuso. Good Coach was good. He was like the bartender running the bar for the first. Um, he uh, it's from '82 to '85. He was in the show, and unfortunately, he he did pass away in real life, and uh, so they they had to write him out of the show, and he was replaced by Woody Harrelson. Yeah, and I think that's more the endearing image of of Cheers. Yes, but I think Woody, who's his character name in the show as well, he does a really good job. Mm. He's a good character, but uh, Coach uh, was is, Coach funny, or did he just like humble Sam? He no, was no, he, he was uh, really forgetful. Yeah, he kind okay, of, he's he a did dim-witted the thing. Guy. He very dim witted, but but not country boy like. Like sure. Woody, because he was he was uh, like a sports guy, and so right. he was just kind of he that took classic, one too many blows to the head. Gotcha. That cl- that classic, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on, dim witted kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the famous, uh, the, like you know, in in Simpsons all the time, Bart com- calls in and Mo calls out the name to the bar. Right. Yeah. There was that moment in Cheers where he he calls out, he's like, you know, is there an Ernie Pantuso? Ernie, he's like, coach, that's you. He's like, oh, oh, hi, speaking. <laughs> like that that kind of thing. Um, very funny character. But again, I feel like he's just underrated because he wasn't able to complete the show. Yeah. And uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm amazed that Cheers was able to swap out three main characters, I think. Because you had... Uh, um, not Shelley Duvall. No, yeah, no, Shelley Long. Shelley Long, Long, Long swapped out with Christy Alley. <laughs> I'm Shelley Long. swapped out with Woody. Uh huh. I thought there was one more. Maybe. Well, Fraser left, but that was also a. Well, Fraser joined really, late. Yeah, Fraser oh, joined late. Okay, later. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Is like he became a regular cast member, mm-hmm. but I'm amazed that they were able to keep the show going while still changing up the format. Yeah, that's true. Bit. Yeah, but good pick. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Coach. He's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also considered because of Coach, um, I, literally just the show Coach. Um, uh, is it good? I like it. Was it ever funny? Da, 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 da. We have a category you could have picked that for. Just saying. I know, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll leave it at that. Next, we have movie theme song. Is this like the tune? What What are we talking here? Well, when you say movie theme song, it could mean like the Superman theme, for example. Well, oh, were, I, were you thinking instrumental? Well, you could, but yeah. I'm saying I in my mind I went with uh, more of a song that came from a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't pick John Williams' best work, which is obviously Superman. Indiana Jones. Overvalued. Indiana Jones. Yes, Indiana Jones is so good. Stop that. Same thing. It's, no, Same stop, thing. Kent. I'm on Team Zach here. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so you were thinking more of a song, f- sort of featured in, yes. or uh, generally like closing credits kind yeah, of like thing, the or the maybe song. the trailer, like radio play, the one that sold the soundtrack, the track. single coming from the sa- yeah. There we yet go. it's underrated. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kent, what do you have? Uh, so there are great ones to choose, and most are from romantic movies. Yeah, sure. With great ballads, yeah. sung by the best divas in the world. I didn't choose a diva. Instead, I chose a, a song, a devo, from the best Karate Kid movie, and it is. From a long time ago. How is that underrated? No one remembers this song. Because they no one talks about this song. I am the man who will fight. Well, okay, but what's the takeaway song from the movie? If you asked everyone else, what's that song from? They'd be like, um. It's Peter Cetera doing a solo career in Chicago. They'd be like, Back to the Future? If you ask people, what's the song from Karate Kid? They'll be like, You're the best around. But if you ask them Karate Kid 2, they'll say that song. Do you think people know that other than us? I don't know. I don't think that's so. That's a good question because it is ingrained in my mind that that is from for Karate us, Kid. That's a very, two. that's a noble song. Oh, yeah. It's a great 80s song. 
Yeah, but, it is fantastic. And look, it's not totally underrated. This was number one on Billboard for two weeks. So underrated. Uh, nominated for Grammy, Oscar, Golden Globe. But I don't think people really recall 80s themes and go, yep, that was one of the best. I think we do. I think our generation Well, does. because we're dorks. Well, I like, think- we love these sports movies. That, that really ring true to us, sports, the montage movies. Sports movies. <laughs> we don't like sports, but we like sports movies. Yeah, if you can we, call them that. The coming-of-age sports dramas, like that there rings true for us. But in the Pantheon of Film, not at all. Let us know, listener, if that is like one you didn't know was attached credit you do, because it is, like I said, so like, great in my mind that I'm like, how do people not know that? Yeah, of course people should know this song because it's a great this song. This is why but, I know Peter Cetera is because of that song. Yeah. I wonder if people could pl- even place the name of the singer, though, at this point. Used to be in Chicago. Yeah. Stay for our Chicago show. Wow. <laughs> My choice for this one is is kind of bizarre, and it's kind of an off-kilter choice for me. I didn't know where to go with this because, again, there's so many good songs and good movies. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to go, like, this isn't really a, that good of a movie, but the song's great. First thought went to either, <laughs> well, no, either Batman Forever or Batman and Robin. But honestly, oh. Oh. those soundtracks are so good, and they sold great. And yeah. So I don't think they're underrated. They're better than the movies. The soundtracks are better than the movies. But Debatable on Batman Forever, but... For sure on Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Mm, that, that soundtrack's really good. So this one, it comes from a movie from 1998. And honestly, there's really two choices from this this movie. The credits, when the credits roll, you hear Sarah McLaughlin. Hi. What's that song? Angel? Something like that? Um, Wasn't that Alanis Morissette you were just singing? Oh, Alanis Morissette. What did I say? Sarah <laughs> McLaughlin? Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, Faith Hill is what I heard. She's also in that movie. Um, that's, that's, that's really stupid. This is good. I'll, no, I love it. We're leaving that in. <laughs> This is from the Nicolas Cage classic, City of Angels. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Underrated? You're not choosing Iris? I'm choosing Iris. Okay. That is that is like that all the radio played for like a whole solid year. And okay. it's gone. What I'm going to say, though, is this is dated and now underrated. It's At now. At that time, it was so overplayed. It, it's now underrated. I right? would that say. That song disappeared. Nobody even knows who the Goo Goo Dolls are anymore. Well, <gasps> I think people got so tired of that song and the Goo Goo Dolls. Like, we were like, oh, okay. I think it's dated more than overrated. Underrated. You listen to that song now. It's it's so good. I did make a couple parodies to this. And I don't want the world. Okay. You're right. It's so fun. I don't even like that song, but the song is better than the movie. The song is better. Oh, than I, the I like the song a lot. The I do not like the, the movie. So it dragged down the song. But okay. I, I was going through and looking at some options, and I started playing this one, and it was the only uh, potential nominee I listened to the whole song. Okay. I was like, this is this is this is actually a pretty good song, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it did. It got a ton of radio play, mm-hmm. especially on B ninety eight point seven, which I've said many times I listened to in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a song that that you go, oh, this that does feel like a movie song, right? And it does kind of fit with. But then the, you go, the, what movie was that? But exactly. Once again, so ingrained in my brain, I'm having a hard time separating it here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's for me. I mean, that was our generation, though. Well, that that's why people bought the soundtrack. Millennial, yeah, it wasn't for millennial talking. As as of now, at this point, it has become underrated. All right. Okay. I'm into that. So wow. Uh, I, I I think I went a different angle than you guys because I went for a song that I think a lot of people know from a movie that a lot of people don't. The year was 1997, hmm. and tough trucker Lincoln Hawk is determined to win back his son and triumph at the World Arm Wrestling Championships. Oh jeez. Remember that tough movie starring Sylvester Stallone about arm wrestling and all the awesome manliness there? Over, Over the, the top. top. <laughs> Over the yeah. top. Yeah. What what song screams manly arm wrestling? I have no idea. No way. Across the sky. This is Kenny Loggins singing Meet Me Halfway. 
Is this, wait, hold on. Is this a love song? But he's traveling with his kid? It's. I honestly don't understand why this. I, I, I've i watched this movie recently. Well, obviously, they need to connect and bond. Yeah, I love this song. Can we go this is. Oh, so good. This is Kenny Loggins? This is Kenny Loggins. Man, ran out of steam. This was his sixth soundtrack single <laughs> and his 13th top 40 single. But it peaked at number 11. On the on the regular chart and on adult contemporary, it was number two. It never got that number one. Wow. I mean, he has two of the greatest, absolutely not overrated at all, perfectly rated, perfect songs. Uh, Danger Zone, Danger Zone, and, and Footloose. Footloose, which I almost picked, almost Paradise from Footloose because everyone remembers yeah. Footloose. Right, no one remembers Almost Paradise was in that movie as well. It's a good one, but it's a fantastic song. But this one, I, I just want to paint the scene for you, okay? Of okay, his music video for this. Please. In the music video, it shows Kenny Loggins walking to a bar where he starts singing. Then he walks on a highway carrying his guitar. He then stops at a nearby stand and then walks into the desert and then clips of the movie are in it. Yeah, that's so the story? That's, no, that's that's music video. <laughs> Which I was like, that's like every music video in the 80s. Yeah. Now, the movie is not that great. Oh. I, I, it's not. It's did not. Did you not for years try the over-the-top oh, method? Of course if I did. If we all wrestled right now, you would do it. I totally would. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, but it is, it's just a, it, it's a silly concept and yeah. the film tries to be way too serious. As evidenced by this song. Wow, yeah, you're and right. And yet this song, every time I hear it, I get a little misty-eyed. Does Sylvester Stallone fall in love in that movie? There, just is, bond a, with this there is a love interest, but I don't, I don't remember that being the main okay. focal point. Because that song is a little too schmaltzy. Isn't it just about him winning a truck? And the respect of his son. It's about a truck. <laughs> meet me halfway, Zach. <laughs> so yes, meet me halfway by Kenny Loggins. I highly recommend it. If you love 80s love ballads, this is one you should add to your collection. I draw you in that one. That's fine. Yes. That's that's something. Because, yeah, it's not a well-known song. And yet, I, I don't know, Zach, were you familiar with that one at all? I, guess, I mean, I guess I've heard it because I've seen the and movie. And you knew the movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't But this song, this song does not fit the movie, and I just feel like it's completely underrated. It's, awesome. it's a fantastic mm. song. It's probably a track I skipped on my Kenny Loggins CD. <gasps> <laughs> so you could get to Pooh Corner. <laughs> now, of course, we've talked movies. We've talked music. We've talked TV. The next staple of Bacon Seal, of course, is food-related. Sort of. Kind of. We're doing underrated condiment. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, Which we could do a whole show about in condiment. Fact, we will do we a should con- do. Let's not overuse anything we got here. We're, yeah, we're going to go season 11 of Bacon Sale. All right, Zach, uh, since we'll uh, a, a condiment tearing show. I'd rather you start on this one, please. Okay, I'm going to. And this one is, is kind of weird, um, but it uh, this feels like in the spirit of something like Joel would do. Okay. But here's, what's, here's what's underrated. I don't have something specific. As far as a singular condiment, it's a little bit of a cheat. Okay, um, but I'm, I'm listening. this is my un, my underrated is the sauce that you get from the restaurants. So like you go to Mobetta's locally and you get the terry sauce. You go to the grocery store. You wait, get wait, the, ter- you get terry sauce. Terry sauce. Teriyaki sauce. I don't think it's officially teriyaki. So they can't legally call it. Call it. It's like buttery <laughs> spread from KFC. Yeah. <laughs> you go to the grocery store. You get Chick Fil A Polynesian sauce or Chick Fil uh, Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah, uh, J Dogs is a, is a hot dog place. J-Dog you get the J Dog sauce. You yeah. get the Winger sauce. Whatever. So you're saying it's, the house sauce. You buy the house sauce. You take it home. You grill up chicken. You throw it on there. Boom! For substantially less money, stew. you are eating it like what feels Wait. like. So you're going to restaurants, putting sauce in your purse. <laughs> so you can take <laughs> no, it home no, and cook with the, it later. There's the so fryer. many of these now at this point that you can buy. Because here's the thing: when it comes to these, like we have franchi- a bottle of Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah. Oh yeah. House. When it yeah. comes to these franchise restaurants, you know, like having worked at a, at a larger franchise, they they don't make their sauces. They get them from a bottle themselves. 
So the stuff that you're getting is exactly the same because it all comes from a you're bottle. You're saying winger sauce is not original to every winger's location? I'm just saying. <gasps> it's Sizzler. You're saying the ketchup at McDonald's is not hand-brewed in the back? There's hands in it. <laughs> at Sizzler, they had Malibu sauce that we got in a jar. What it's is Malibu the, sauce? Can you explain that? literally mayonnaise and mustard and nothing more. That's it? Yeah, we ran out one time and we pulled up the procedure for the recipe and I was like, okay, here we so go. So it is handmade at the store. It's, it, it could be, but it's not. Okay. It comes in a jar. So that's my little cheat, my little Wait, hack. wait, wait. So that's your choice. Your choice that is That is cheat. underrated because here's the thing. House sauce. You, <laughs> How do you even explain house sauce? Wherever you're going, Wherever that's a good going. sauce. You like that stuff? <laughs> if they sell a bottle of the sauce, buy it. Take it up. Again, Mobetas. Uh, Hawaiian food locally. Um, you go and get their sauce. Go home and grill your chicken. You're saving a substantial amount of money. Your your underrated thing is just it's kitchen hack. It's a dinner hack. It's a, it's a hack. Use the sauce from the restaurant on Use your own sauce food. The It'll taste like that food. Save a bunch of money. Bring a little empty bottle <laughs> or do that. I think we need to have more of Zach hacks on the show. Zach hacks. Fine. And if you didn't like that, I um, didn't. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, oh, I like it. I'm just gonna simply it's say saving money. Whole grain mustard. You. Oh, I know you'd say that. Wow. Okay. I Let's can't go back to the house sauce. I, I can't. I, I can't not mention a mustard. Just saying. That's true. Yep. Legally obligated. Yes, it's right I here in your contract. There we go. Joel. Uh, so for me, the condiment I chose to be overrated is Louisiana hot sauce. You know what? Tabasco <laughs> and Frank's hot sauce get all the glory, but there is something special about Louisiana hot sauce. Have you guys tried it before? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes there are d- places with their their own Louisiana hot sauce that d- they don't quite work. Well, this is like the, the original Louisiana hot sauce, yeah. go, like the bottled stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this goes great on rice dishes. My dad makes a, a, a nasi goreng, which is an Indonesian fried rice. Mm. And this goes fantastic on that. All right. Ever since I watched uh, Harley Quinn, uh, no, uh, Birds of Prey. Yes. I have put Louisiana hot sauce on my breakfast You're sandwiches. Right. It's so good. It, it just, it's, and we ran out of sriracha and there's a huge sriracha shortage going on right mm-hmm. now, apparently. And so I ended up using this as some Chinese food and it worked out well. So if you don't know what Louisiana hot sauce is, it's... It's kind of a sister to Tabasco sauce. It's um, cayenne peppers, which are aged for one year, fermented in uh, vinegar and salt. It's basically just fermented vinegar, salt, and peppers. Yeah. And yet it has this kind of really good flavor to I it. I do prefer that to Tabasco all day. Do you? Yeah. I Tabasco is just okay for me. But Tabasco's like gets all the fame and glory. Yeah. But I, I like Louisiana hot sauce and I use it fairly regularly. Tabasco to me, sometimes the flavor could be overpowering. Isn't it funny how vinegar can be like, hey, it's buffalo sauce, which I love. Yeah. But if you're having like Chinese food, no, 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 no. Yeah. Then you need something like even Louisiana hot sauce would be good or sriracha. It's like vinegar in its different forms. Yeah. Works. It works. So yeah, mm-hmm. Louisiana hot sauce is my choice. I recommend it if you haven't tried it. Okay. Not I know, straight. I don't weird. know what I picked. I know we did condiment for the overrated show. I don't know if I picked Tabasco, but I should have. I think you did ketchup because ketchup's gross. Yeah, I don't like ketchup. But so, uh, yeah, Tabasco. Some of these do have sister categories on our overrated right. show. Yeah, Tabasco to me is super overrated. But I shout agree. out to Tabasco Green. That's very oh, good. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm more of a, I'm, but I'm Team Cholula all the way. Just I do saying. like Cholula. Here we go. Save it for our hot sauce show. I'm so excited. Ugh, I can't do that again. Tearing. Uh, my favorite, or my favorite, well, maybe it is. I think more people need to know about this sauce. It's sweet chili sauce. Ooh, you can I like find that. this in the Asian aisle at your favorite grocery store. Yeah, and it, it looks like the one that's a very thin bottle. I get the one that's uh, I, is it Maggie or Magi? I like to say Magi because it's like one of the wise men, <laughs> but it's uh, comes in a very thin bottle, and you see it's got like globs of pepper flakes. It looks yeah, like it's in like a, a very molasses based sauce. Yeah, uh, this is brown sugar, chili, chili paste, vinegar once again, and salt tomato paste. Uh, this is around three dollars at any store. You can get. 
There was sometimes people will call Polynesian sauce this if it's got a kick to it. I'm trying to think of like spicy Polynesian or something mm-hmm. at some fast food places. But, but there was a restaurant I can't remember the name of it anymore. But like one of their appetizers, they had warm bread and then bowls of sweet chili sauce you could dip it in. Oh, Iggy's. 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 It was. It, it was, was Iggy's. Yeah. That, how funny that Iggy's existed once. Yeah, I think it <laughs> no, still it's still does in some form. And just does it? up and closed. I have yeah, no Iggy's bread was really good, really crunchy, and then you dip it in that sauce. It was sauce. so good. That was a little more liquidy. I like it a little thicker. But I think this is such a versatile sauce because it goes great with chicken, with fries, with egg rolls, with noodles. When we did our McDonald's challenge years ago, mm-hmm. I'd get the spicy chicken sandwich, I'd put fries on top of it, and then put sweet chili sauce on top of that. And it wow. was amazing. Well, well, even on, and by amazing, I mean like double white good. I've had times when it was just like I had a bowl of white rice. I'm like, what are we going to do this? And I put some sweet chili sauce on it. Yeah. And it's good. And it's every fantastic. once in a while, they'll do sweet chili as a sauce option at Mickey D's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's real good on McNuggets. Yep. Precisely. I agree. Mm. I mean, it gives them actual flavor. Now so, I'm hungry. Yeah. Condiments. Who knew? All right. Now we're going off the rails. <laughs> oh, now. Off the rails. We're doing... What's your underrated school subject? <laughs> cool. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to choose an odd one here because I think an underrated school subject, because they don't really do it anymore, is home economics. Because they Explain call, what the... Well, they what call they, it different things. They call it yeah, domestic no. science or family and consumer sure. sciences. Well, it's been broken uh, up. But this is a subject concerning human development, personal and family finances, uh, consumer issues, housing and interior design, nutrition and food preparation, as well as textiles and apparel. I just made a hot pad for my mom in the kitchen and said, I love you, mom. Yeah. And it was like so yeah. thin, it burned my hands every time I used it. <laughs> So you're crying yeah. as you're handing yeah. it to her. <laughs> but mom. no, I... Truthfully, like, home, home X still exists. It does. It's just been like... Uh, it's been split up, which I, I think it's under. I appreciate though. back in the day. It was like, no, you were going to hit all these various points because I think don't get me wrong. I think reading, writing and arithmetic are all very important. Sure. And you should do them. Oh, I didn't. pick. Um, those. But it's funny how I I don't remember a lot of what happened in my high school classes, but I remember when we were learning how to cook eggs in, uh, in this class and things like when we were learning how to use sewing machines mm-hmm. and these useful like everyday household skills that are good to know. And it's important to know. Some people can, you know, get to be an adult and be like, I've never boiled water before. And it's like, well, why? And so I think home economics is one of those subjects that people don't talk about that much because, you know, first of all, it's not called home economics more because that's taboo. Right. But also, I think this teaches you very valuable things that you will use every single day. It's true. As opposed to geometry. I wish they were like, hey, bring your dirty laundry. We're going to teach you how to do laundry. Yeah. Because when I was yeah. like 13, I would have needed that. Yeah. Yeah. And, there, you know, of course, there are some parents who teach us in the home, and that's fantastic. Yeah. But I do think this is a valuable subject that should be get more love. I'm trying to remember, did they break that up with Woodshop as well? Or is that a completely different well, when sort I, of... Well, when I was in school, uh, which was more recent, obviously, but yeah. they, they, you know. they... Hey, uh, your graduation's coming up, isn't it? Yeah. The closest <laughs> that I ever got to home economics was, uh, I think I was in seventh grade. Sure. It was TLC. Oh, yeah. Technology life career. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had, uh, yeah. We just chased waterfalls in that class. (laughs) The technology was was like business and marketing. The the careers was woodshop, basically. Mm -hmm. And then the life part was was home ec. So we did, you know, cooking and sewing and and all that. And I was like, oh, that was was really fun. Yeah. And then in high school, like it got specific, right? So I had a foods class. Mm -hmm. I took a child care class. They let me watch. Yeah, with the baby. With the fake baby? No, like I watched real children. Oh. I was like in the class watching oh. kids. They, they gave me a, a rotund four-year-old boy to watch. Like, hey, he's too hard. You can you can take just him. <laughs> and then they would, uh, you know, you have like the financial literacy and stuff like that. So, but like having it all in one class is like a little sampler platter. Yeah. It's, it's so good. I think so. Underrated. Good choice. I, I wish I would have, I wish I would have paid more attention mm-hmm. in classes like that. 
Well, it's so just I think life it's like, skills. Yeah. But then I went home and I never used it, right? Mm-hmm. It's funny because everyone's like, oh, they don't teach you anything practical in school. Just the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. But it's like, actually, they did. You just didn't pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of not paying attention, history classes, guys. History classes. Underrated. Underrated. And specifically for me, European history. My sophomore year, I took an AP European history class. I probably didn't belong in because I didn't really care. I sat there and I listened as we talked about Every single war that happened throughout Europe. So we talk about all the royal families and how weird they were. We talk about how the Catholic Church ran that continent forever. Mm-hmm. And then also the, the dueling popes. Just everything. I think European history is so fascinating. Why, really, why was the class so boring then? I don't know. That's, That's the, the problem. Because teacher, I think the subject is, is very interesting. I think the presentation is later, the problem. Later in life, we're all like, this is great. Well, this you, is so you get to be a certain age as a dad, and you're like, I'm interested in European history now. Yeah, yes. Well, I also think it's really tough. Like, I remember there was one uh, presentation where we had to like play parts mm-hmm. of like philosophers. I think it was John Locke, and someone was John Calvin. We had to have a debate, and I'm like, I'm 16 years old. <laughs> I don't know anything about Tabula Rasa, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't get it because I mean, like I said. If I could go back to school, I would dedicate myself to the Utah history, to the world history, to European history. And honestly, I would love to learn about Asian history and just focus in on that. It possibly would have gone through college and because I have a love for it now. I think it's maybe the dad in me. Yeah. History is wasted on the young. Truly. But I do, I do feel like, like I said, so that they need the right kind of teachers. Well, that like what you're the, saying? there's a YouTube channel called Oversimplified, yes, where they show these these videos of all the different wars that have happened. But mm-hmm. it's like this, and they're so figures. interesting. And I am enthralled by these, and yeah. I've learned so much. And I was just like, what? Why wasn't this part of my curriculum? Yeah. Not just the videos, but that kind of presentation of like, hey guys, this is really yeah. weird. Keep up, because I'm like, who are the Prussians? Where are the Prussians? They're Russians without a P, <laughs> <laughs> with a P. With the, there's the um, from the stuff you should know uh, network. They have the things you miss in history class or stuff you miss in history class. Mm-hmm. Uh, very very good podcast that it actually goes into the stuff. Yeah, because if you really think about it, especially you know uh, uh, where we live in Utah, mm. you know most people walking around here have a seventh grade knowledge of Utah history. Yes, and it never goes past that because mm-hmm. I took Utah history in seventh you take grade. it in seventh grade. totally. And so and, and, and fantastic. We did a courtroom scene there. It was great. Yeah, we have a Civil War understanding that's like elementary school level, literally. Yeah, and you you might touch on it again in high school a little bit but you're tired of it because you're like oh man i heard this in the sixth grade i know what's going on i think the textbooks were a little boring sure maybe i think i would hate to take history at this point because of just kind of how things have been slanted in schools yeah but at the same time i would devote a lot of a lot more time to it yeah you really need the right teacher yes to to be passionate about it Mm -hmm. for sure Zach, what about you? My uh, underrated school subject doesn't involve your standard arithmetic or whatnot i think it's something that appeals to especially specifically the three of us. Um, I want a class where I can be social. I want a class that's not too difficult. Okay. I want a class that is super easy to get a good grade. Now, I, I know this is a little bit weirder in uh, this part of the uh, of the state, this specifically this school district, but I'm taking choir, man. Choir is an choir under... Choir was my second choice. Underrated class. But did you take choir? I did choir. Yeah. In 11th and 12th but grade. But you probably loved it, right? I, eh, I never sang before. I like walked in and was like, hey, I want really? an easy class. I, I did not. I you did should not have taken You took band? No. It, I, I was going to say, I didn't do much anything extracurricular until high school, and then I did drama. You Oh, okay. That makes see, sense. See, it's not as much work as drama. Yeah, you got to learn the songs, but learning songs is easier than learning lines. You never really do anything. Uh, you're not on the spot. Yeah, you're never you're, on you're the spot. You're one of a crowd. And Unless she's like, first tenors, try yeah, harder. They got yeah, soloists. Right. Yeah, they but do. But you never volunteer. 
But you just, yeah, I literally, just exactly. literally came from a choir concert tonight and I couldn't be prouder of my daughter. Yeah, it's sure. very cute. Uh, as someone that took choir, that was going to be my choice because it's, it is easier. Yeah. Right. You it, just sit there and you, you learn parts and it's kind of fun when it all comes together. Yeah. And it's a very social circle. Exactly. And that's the big thing. And I, I feel like as far as my school went, you had the most sort of normal people like mm-hmm. like the band was a lot of the burnouts the <laughs> the uh theater was the weird kids yeah and then you struck this kind of nice balance you know you had some hey know, we were weird but we were fun <laughs> you had some some dancers you had some academics you had some you know some band and theater people mm-hmm. of course but again it was just about being social and hanging out now in my school district we literally did two concerts a year and as I understand it, y'all's kids do way too many about six years. That's just insane. One a to month, me. I think. That, that, I would have hated that as a kid. However, fun class, easy grade. Uh, encourage your kids to do choir um, because it's they don't even have to sing that well. Just blend. Yeah, it's true. And blend in, and you'll have a good time. Next up, we're going on a road trip, and of course, that means getting your underrated gas station snack. Now, I uh, I'm an indecisive person. Um, well, you have a road trip snack of choice, though. Well, I'm, I'm in. But it may not be underrated. It's just like a go-to. I'm an, in, I'm an indecisive person. I can never quite decide. And that's why my underrated snack is so perfect. And I actually went tonight to the gas station and acquired this again just to make sure. <laughs> and I was right. What do you get when you're indecisive? You get the cheddar mix of munchies. Okay. This is a combination of Doritos, pretzels, Cheetos, and cheddar sun chips. It's so a like lovely an unhealthy variety. trail mix. Exactly. Yes, this may like, be your first true choice if we're underrated. Yes, <laughs> I'm totally with you on yeah. this one. It's and it's great for a road trip sure. specifically because of the variety, right? You're like, do I want a whole bag of pretzels? I'll get tired of that. Do I want a whole bag of Doritos? So on and so forth. No munchies, you never think about it. Well, because yeah. you bypass them, you don't even look exactly. At them. And I was a little bit mad because my 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 uh, my stomach can't handle it. Yeah. But at the gas station I went to tonight, they only had the flame and hot variety, which mm. is good for some people and bad for me. Hmm. But I did. I was able to acquire, and I had about half the bag on the way here. And I went, nope, I was right. This is great. Okay, this is under. You don't think about it. But if you no, have it, you will you really be happy think about these, these these these. That's kind of a mix of a yeah, bunch. Yeah, because I'm like cool yeah. ranch, cool ranch. That's all I need. But that's it is a little idea. too much. Yeah. You you get tired of it on the trip. Mm-hmm. Get yourself some some cheddar munchies for when you have the munchies. Get them on your fingies. No, nope. oh, yeah. we, decide, we decided we weren't going to say fingies. That's in your contract. Cheetle on your fingies. Cheetle dust. Stop. So for me, uh, you know what? I'm going to say stay on the savory train, Zach. Okay, because yeah. I'm going to go. Uh, well, I'm going to go with corn nuts. Oh, I can smell it from here. Because <laughs> here's the thing: you're such a dad. <laughs> gummies. No, gummies can get me sick in the car. There's like a strong. No, but gummy gummies smell. aren't even underrated. No, that, but they get me sick in the car. Like, sure. It's one thing where I'm like, I like them, but... And then uh, with sunflower seeds, I love sunflower seeds, but you have to have a place to spit them, mm-hmm. the, the shells. It's, it's a lot of work. And so these corn, uh, corn nuts are filling and they're tasty and they keep you awake on the long drive as well as everyone else in the car with all the crunching and the smell. So uh, plain barbecue, where are you going with this? Uh, generally speaking, I like a variety. Okay. And, and I try not to get them ranch. on. Like when it's I'm driving, I try... I, oh man, the breath ranch, with ranch. ranch. Is really good. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> But it's these really do they help keep you awake. They're they're oddly filling as well. Yeah, and if you break a tooth, one of those can replace your tooth immediately. <laughs> Just put it in there. But yes, uh, they have original ranch barbecue, chili picante, con limon, nacho, and jalapeno cheddar. Yeah. And generally speaking, when I'm driving, I don't kind of put them in my hand. I keep them in the bag. Oh, a little, you just little dump the bag. bag. You drink the and bag. And I do a little bit in the bag, or I kind of grab one with my teeth and kind of just yeah. pull it out. Oh, by the way, corn nuts are prepared by soaking whole corn kernels in water for three days Ooh. and then deep frying them in oil. 
They are not real corn kernels. They're real corn kernels. They are actually so is it corn or is it a nut? It's actually concha. corn? It's corn. Concha in Peru and chul- chulpi in Ecuador. They went out and got like Cusco corn, Cusco corn, the corn from Cusco, Cusco corn. <laughs> I would say they're healthy, but breed. corn is not healthy whatsoever. It's not healthy, but it's a filler vegetable. Yeah. And this definitely and it's a filler snack. So this is one that I will pick almost every time if we're on a road trip. And I apologize to everyone in the car. I was going to say, if I was interviewing somebody and I asked them the question of what their favorite gas station snack was and they said corn nuts, I would absolutely not hire them. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inconsiderate treat, but it is Delicious. But it's great for staying awake. Yep. So I chose something that's gross that most people consider gross. And every time I see it, I go, gross. Can I get two of those? And it's taquitos <laughs> from 7-Eleven. Oh. Yeah. They have their... You know how you're not supposed to sometimes like clean an oven too much because you want the the uh, the other food, to, the remnants to stay yeah. in there? Cast iron. Those are the rollers at 7-Eleven. <laughs> You got years of the dust it's, and, and, it's, the, it's the legend, and the hantavirus. It's the legend of Taquito's past. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like always the descriptions is like, you know, sauteed onions oh, and peppers mercy. in, in uh, Monterey Jack cheese and shredded yeah. chicken. And you're like, oh, that's going to taste great. You eat everyone. Oh, it's mush inside. Yeah, it's just mush. It's, it's like mush. shredded beef mush in yeah. most of them. And you've got the really, really crispy taquito corn shell. Sometimes a little too crispy. Uh, sometimes they'll like make special variety. Like you can get like the buffalo chicken roller, which is all processed chicken yep. looking like a long Cheeto, like yeah. a long Cheeto hot dog. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? And these are not my road trip food because I need uh, facilities close by mm-hmm. when I eat these. But I enjoy the taste. If I ever find myself at a 7-Eleven, which is rare, and I'm like, you know what? I need an entree right now. I need more than a snack. I will get two steak and jack cheese taquitos from 7-Eleven. That's the, those are the best kinds there. I don't care if they've been cooking for eight hours. That's more goodness. Now, and that's an interesting distinguishment you made because you're talking about just going there to get something filling. We're both in dies. Zach and I are on the road at this point. Yeah, if I'm on the road, I know what I'm going to get. It's Sour right. Patch Watermelons and, and Doritos or something. Yeah. But no, this is something... Well, I mean, Sour like, Patch Watermelons <laughs> are the greatest sour candy ever. Oh, absolutely. They're so good. They're, but They're, they're rated. But I, Same yeah, for our sour candy tearing show. They're, they're <laughs> perfectly rated. I don't think anyone likes or will ever order... It's like, you know, it's like seeing your neighbor at a liquor store. You don't really want to be seen there. <laughs> if someone sees you walk out that little paper yeah, sleeve, talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people are like, what are you doing? Uh, bad choices. I'm I would agree with you, Ken, except for every time I get one of these, I'm like, okay. And then I eat it. I'm like, I'm disappointed. Oh, see, I'm, I'm fine with them. You do. Definitely. It's like when you trip or something in public, you look around to see if anybody saw you. Like you do. Like, is anyone around? Okay, I'm going to get the taquito. Well, even the, Same with the, Bahama say, Bahama even the clerk seems surprised when you ask for one of those. They're like, really? He, this has been here for four days. I've only days. been filling up Slurpees and, and checking out corn nuts this whole time. <laughs> Literally, I forgot. This to guy bought a bag of munchies and I thought that was weird. But now this guy's buying the actual <laughs> so, roller food. So I truly feel this is underrated because no one do wants this. Do you get this. the, 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 I don't the like. cheese or the chili that comes out of the no. nozzle? I don't. <laughs> you get that on your top of your taquitos? With the meat dispensers and me do not mix. <laughs> so I'd rather not. Nacho cheese, fine. Meat dispensers, no. It's not meat. It's like, <laughs> okay. it's like beans and soy. Meat paste. <laughs> Gross. That's what they used to call me in college. Now we're going off the rails here. I, I can't explain this one. This was suggested by my wife. But w- what's your underrated over-the-counter drug? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Zach. Drugs. 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 So wait, we're talking drugs on bacon salt? Over the counter (laughs) drugs. Because let's be honest, 
We have them. <laughs> Wait, what's is there an under the counter drug? No, it's just they have the over the counter. You can buy them directly over the counter. You don't require a prescription. prescription. Okay, this is so weird. You this hand it to them really over strange. the counter. They hand it back. No doctor is the middleman here. Guys, the most underrated over the counter drug is Advil. <laughs> this is this the is, weirdest thing. I'm talking about Advil and bacon cell, and I'm about to promote Advil real quick. But, but, here's the, but here's the thing: it's it's absolutely my honorable mention. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you why. Wait, wait, are we talking like name brand Advil? Yeah, or just name, like no, no, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to tell talk? you why name brand Advil, okay? Yeah, oh, the, because it was the like, sugar coating? It's the sugary coating. No, <laughs> that's the thing. So I go to someone's house. I'm like, ah, oh, I kind of have a little Please headache. Please use it responsibly, kids. And they go, hey, do you want some ibuprofen or some Tylenol? And I'm like, huh, huh. I'm like a cat with a hairball. I'm like, I can't swallow those pills. They're too big. They're, they're still spicy. <laughs> why is it spicy? <laughs> But then, but then I always keep in my car or at home, you guys see, it's a huge bottle of Advil because I go, oh yeah, it's like candy. I could chew on those. You eat those? No, of course I don't. But when I was learning how to swallow pills, they were kind of like, I I would chew them. And in fact, I've told my kids, even if you have to chew these to swallow them, they're not going to gross you out. Like you take these with a glass of water. Granted, they're also the easiest to swallow because they have the candy coating as well. Mm. They are. Don't kids, say, mm. They're not candy. They're not candy. They're okay. medicine. Candy use them like responsibly, coating. Kids. They're that they're candy. Don't for use adults. them unless you need them. Kids. When your back hurts, they're candy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Sometimes I go, are Advil placebos? Because <laughs> I'm not really sure. But for me, they work. And it's crazy. Sometimes one Advil, sugar pills. which is 200 milligrams, is pretty weak, but it does the trick because I kind of believe that but it's But ibuprofen working. is exactly the same. It's the same, but this one's better because it's candy ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> this is a name brand candy as opposed to like the yeah. knockoff? And I would say this is, like I said, for me or for my kids, this is the one to train on. It said you're going to take some, a lot of pills in your life. Hopefully not too many, but Advil is a good starter. You do need to eat something when you take ibuprofen, though. Or otherwise, it'll True eat your stomach lining. Yeah. That's true. And don't take too many. because Don't get dinners. medical advice from Bacon Cell, kids. Please don't. Just don't. Hey, hey, it's over the counter. <laughs> no, don't take medical advice from Bacon Cell. <laughs> All right, Zach, help me out here. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with your choice. Uh-huh. Honorable mention to Advil. It's great. It's like a candy. But Joel, you, do you want some? I got some. No, thank you. I don't have a headache or aches right now. But you know what's even more like a candy? Go you on. know what comes in assorted berry, assorted fruit, and smoothie? Tums. That's right. It's Tums, baby. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh my yeah, gosh. I I didn't know how great these were Wait, until I, I got old. <laughs> do I need use? Do I need tums? You oh, need tums. You need tums. What kind is best? Because I've tried the chalky ones. Smoothie. I don't like them. Smoothie. I got these gummy, uh, like not gummy ones, but are chewy ones. Explain when I would drink tums. <laughs> that sounds so you don't weird. Drink tums. It's a smoothie. He said. No, it's flavored. It's no, a it's, it's, a, it's a tablet. Oh, okay. all it's tablets. a it's a little okay. less chalky, a little softer. And so if I eat something that my tummy doesn't agree with, then I take one or yep, do I take yep. one right after? No, you take it. If you start feeling cruddy, that's when you take a, a Tums. Oh, okay. So I should bring Tums on dates. I have some. Oh, yes. man, this is way more information I should share on Bacon Cell. Go on. I just have some on the side of my bed in case I have heartburn at night. Oh, and so it does. Like in, my, in my drawer. Is it quick acting? Oh, yeah. If I'm having heartburn in the middle of the night, I'll go over, open tums, the drawer. Tums, tums. Eat the Tums and then oh, go yeah. back to bed. Oh, yeah. It's and they're chewable. Hmm? Okay. I, have a, I have a little pocket sized in my car right now. This very moment. Like we are so old. Yes. We are it's, so it's old, It's like a tic-tac pack. Wait, no, you guys are teaching me a lot, yes, actually. It's, it's so great. My and Tums is great. It, it tastes good. It helps you out a lot. Now, with my, my own personal problems, because I've said on the show before, everything makes me sick. Yeah. Uh, I'm now an Omeprazole guy. That's like a... Oh, yeah. It's what, brand name. Prilosec yeah, or something. Yeah, it's Harper medicine. Yeah. That's that's the big boy stuff. But okay. Tums, it's it's like you're, you're having a little bit of reflux, and you can take that, it starts to feel a little bit better, and if you burp, it tastes good. Gross. 
So Tom, this could be a lifesaver. Do you get yep. heartburn at night? No, here's why I go on a date and I just had a big meal, right? So we went out and my tummy goes, Tom's, it's like, hey, hey, you want to make and out, and but then, it tastes like mixed and berry? And then they go, and then they go, are you still hungry? And I go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not hungry. <laughs> wow. Tom's. Pat. Guys, you changed my life. Yeah, yeah. Move over Advil. <laughs> I got Tom's. Tropical smoothie variety, mixed berry. Mm. Hey, Joel, help us out here. Joel, well, I'm not going. What's your over the counter drug? <laughs> Please say melatonin. Please say melatonin. No, melatonin is, is uh, very helpful for getting uh, children to fall asleep yeah. naturally. Yes, it is. Although you don't want to do too much, otherwise, they right. can become dependent on that and not fall asleep. Agreed. Don't get your medical advice from Bakersfield. <laughs> Thanks for the disclaimer. My over the counter, my underrated over the counter drug, and I've talked about this a number of times on Bacon Cell before, is bonine or bonine. I don't know how to, sp- I don't know how to yeah, say it. Explain exactly. what this is again. B O N I N E, bonine. Okay. Uh, it's an antihistamine used to treat motion sickness, dizziness, and vertigo. So dramamine, but really so easily dra- accessible. No, dra- and dramamine makes you drowsy. Okay. Bonine, not as much. If you like, usually I'll just take one. Like when I went on my honeymoon, we were went on a cruise and we were mm-hmm. worried about getting motion sick. So we heard horror stories about people just getting sick their whole time in the right. honeymoon. It was terrible. We would take one at dinner every night, and these are chewable. Although I don't mm-hmm. recommend chewing them because they taste like that bitter, gotcha kind of flavor. They yeah. say chewable, but but we just took one a night, just drank it, little tiny little baby pill, and it's good for twenty four hours. It oh. works. So you, you wait about it. Like when I go to Lagoon, I take it about an hour before and then I go to Lagoon and then I can go on rides. Now, I don't push the limits because when I get off on certain rides, I can tell my body wants to start feeling motion mm-hmm. sick, but it, it's not. And if I calm down and, and don't go any for a bit, I'll be fine. Okay. But uh, in 2020, it was the 142nd most commonly prescribed medication in the United States. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but it does it does climbing up the ranks. It does cause a dry mouth. And if you do take I know someone that I took my advice and they took two of them and it made them really drowsy. And I'm okay. like, why'd you take two? One is good for a day. But this is the wonder drug for cruises, for rides. We t- I took them before Disneyland every day. Mm-hmm. Every well, every night with dinner before I just take it and the next day I'd be fine. I'd be thirsty, but I'd be fine. Bonine. Bonine or bonine. Okay. Whichever one you want to say, but that is an amazing over the counter drug, not a sponsor. Don't take medical advice. This is itself. already one of my favorite segments we've done. <laughs> All years. Yeah. <laughs> Advil. <laughs> now we're moving back to food with your underrated donut. <laughs> donut flavor. We're going to general flavor, right? It's yeah. not like this one specific one from this one place. No, no, no. I think it's just kind of an underrated donut that anyone can access. Joel? So there's so many fancy donut flavors now. I mean, there's there's you think of a flavor, it's probably been put into a donut. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something simply delicious about the powdered donut. In fact, gentlemen, I would probably put the powdered donut above the glazed donut. Really? Because I find the powdered donut so very tasty. Yes, very messy. Do you like you, a sense of danger are, from are we choking on it? Powder with something in the middle? No, we're talking Raspberry. straight up just powdered donut. Hmm. Either the mini powdered donut or the powdered donut. You holes better be wearing donut. all white that day. Yeah, because it does get everywhere. Yeah, mm. but there's something so good about this. The way the way it uh, just comes together in your mouth with the, and then the, the coughing that happens right after. If you, you don't inhale while you eat these, <laughs> uh, don't take medical advice from Bacon Cell. <laughs> but uh, those it's so much better than those stupid crumb covered donuts they have in the those same variety packs. Sure. Yeah, but I think the, the yeah, powdered chocolate, the powder, and the crumb. Yeah, you just throw the crumb away. Yeah. Because uh, they're crummy. <laughs> yeah. But the powdered donut, is good. I think, is underrated because it is so good. And yet people kind of push it aside for all these other fancier ones. You're on the right path, but you're missing a lot. Take out that donut hole, make it a full donut, keep the powder, but add Bavarian cream in the middle. What? 
a very, powdered donut with cream in the middle? Yeah, so it's just it's basically a it, kind of a jelly donut, uh-huh. powdered donut, but Bavarian cream in there. This sounds so, like a Kent invention. Every powdered donut filling I've had has been in jelly. Raspberry. Yeah, raspberry, lemon, you know. Yeah. That's what separates Bavarian cream from Boston cream, which is kind of a donut eclair, essentially. Mm, those are good, too. Boston cream has the chocolate on top right, right. and then the, the custard in the middle. Yeah. Think of that, but take away the chocolate and cover it in powder. And that's Bavarian cream. I'm intrigued by no, this. Eat this. It is amazing. And granted, sometimes it's a gamble. You kind of have to look through the donut's mouth. The donut mouth? I'm going to say that the while donut being mouth. appropriate. It's, it's, yeah. No, look through the donut mouth and make sure that you're not getting lemon through there or even just the white cream from Krispy Kreme. Hold up. Because that's not very good. Yes. Yeah, you when, you said, when you said sugar, I thought you meant like powdered sugar. Powdered sugar on the outside. This looks like granulated sugar on these ones. Mm. Like no, honestly, ones. this looks like a a bolo de, a bolo de Berlin. Like granted, there are sugar. some old fashioned donuts with granulated sugar that are also good. Yeah, but you want the powdered sugar Bavarian cream donut. I think as far as donut flavors, fruit is a little underrepresented. Especially like you know you have your fine you have your jelly filled that's fine but like just a, a kind of a fruit donut blueberry. Blueberry cake donuts. Oh, underrated because I feel like everyone chooses those. That first. is my first pick in a in a, yeah. in a variety donut box. I still think it's you don't think about it with like donuts. the selfish people pick I, those first. All I think about when it comes to donuts, but you you get them even though it makes my great. teeth feel weird when I eat them. Yeah, a little bit. So so essentially a fried muffin at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, but story. you know it's you got your chocolates, you got your maples. You know that's all great, but. There's something that you have to get your refined palate mm-hmm. to reach the level of greatness that is the blueberry cake donut. So good. And I feel, personally, I have very recently achieved it, and I'm proud of myself. I have moved past the chocolate ring into the blueberry cake is donut. Is it fully glazed? It can be. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I've been a blueberry cake donut fan since, geez, childhood. Really? Makes sense. I've You've always, always like white chocolate, I've too. Probably so. literally. What? Yeah. It's blueberry. Taste buds of a 40-year-old. No, I just had <laughs> I my know. first one, I would say, maybe two weeks ago. Really? What? Yeah, seriously. And you're immediately taken with it. Love it. They're so good. Because your dad knows. I was like, what What have I been avoiding <laughs> this for? You're going to sit there eat, eat that watching World War II documentaries. I'll tell you it's what, um, because blueberry muffins aren't very good. Um, what? Blueberry donuts are amazing. Ho, 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 ho. Blueberry muffins are the tier nah, one man, muffin. Nah, man, Joel, muffins Name are a better good. muffin little, than a blueberry uh, muffin. Poppy seed. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. All, all muffins are bad. Wow. <laughs> okay. So many controversial takes. I don't know where to, I don't know which eye contact to make. <laughs> Stop. Boom. What happened? Still fighting on the underrated show. <laughs> fine, fine. Let's move forward. We have, what is your underrated superpower? Okay, I'm going to start on this one. There are so many I wanted to pick, but I'm going to go with stretchy skin. Stretchy. Not, not stretchy like Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Oh, okay, yeah. Precisely. I think Mr. Fantastic has always kind of been a joke because he's the leader of that group, and he's got stretchy skin. Like, what can you do? I'm going to tell you what you can do, and it's not very super. It's just everyday stuff. It's like... Bro, um, Elastigirl. Elastigirl. Uh, pff, yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Super cute. <laughs> Done. So, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> so I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, I'm kind of hungry. Oh, I'm going to stretch all the way into the kitchen. Grab a grab a soda. Grab a poppy mm. seed muffin. But Ken, have you ever tried to reach something like behind your when you're driving, trying to reach down and grab something? I'm glad you brought that up you're because I could do around. that too. No, but let's say you're going to fumble around. You, can go flat. you, don't, you don't have eyes when you're reaching all Half the way over my there. My face can do this. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Because I really did it in real life. Audio podcast. Um, I could use the bathroom, not miss anything on a show. I could stretch my neck to watch the show. Uh, these are all lazy things, by the way. I could get things under a couch. Super easy. You know that little crack, like the black hole in your car between the center console yeah. and your seat? Oh, yeah. You could reach your hand through there and get hundreds of dollars. And a The bunch chapstick you lost three years lint? ago. Uh, yeah, that Crumbs. too. 
from those donuts. Um, you could be the best cuddle buddy ever. You would be a human blanket. You could wrap your whole skin around somebody. That, <laughs> that sounds weird. Oh, I, no, I'm done. I'm, uh, I was with you till yeah, then. Christmas lights would be a cinch. I don't need a that ladder. I got stretchy skin. <laughs> like this is why just, did this turn into like a late night infomercial? <laughs> Are you having problems with ladders? <laughs> Try stretchy skin. The black and white before is me putting up but, Christmas hey, lights. Hey, do we need to paint the house? Easy. <laughs> Done. I got stretchy skin. <laughs> okay, that's my Can't answer. save the day, but you can make your life. I, I think it's less underrated. I guess I'm saying Convenient. stretchy skin though, because I'm just picturing like loose skin on your face. Th- that's what's gonna happen when you get older. <laughs> but also, you don't have to worry about being lazy and like you know being unhealthy because you can make your skin look like whatever you want it to. <laughs> You can and still stretch out. Meanwhile, your interiors are just going, please exercise, <laughs> please. Get off the couch, kid. <laughs> Zach, what do you got? Obviously, we've had, uh, you know, we're in the winter season as a date of recording. We've very recently, last week, had a big winter storm. That just reminded me that weather control, storm. Well, she's the only hero that really does it. Storm is so cool, but it's underutilized and represented. It is. And because I, I think, you know. So comic- you're talking control, not like uh, necessarily in, in Encanto when the weather is affected by her mood. No, no, no. It's like weather control. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make uh, a storm appear here. I'm going to remove this snowstorm from specifically only my driveway. <laughs> That's selfish. Right. You're a super villain. So this is inspired by recent events. Yeah. Well, and just in a general sense, every every sort of superhero you see, you know, everybody's got super strength or speed mm. or flight yeah. or teleportation. But I can think of really one hero who does the, the, the weather thing. Mm, and I yeah. want that. I think it's an underrated and awesome power. And if you think about it from the context of fighting crime, you can do cool things with it. Zach. You're on a date with your wife, yeah. and you want that perfect moment. Yeah. Rain cloud right above the two of you, kissing in the just rain. Warm rain coming down. It's just just wonderful. Amazing. We're going to have our notebook moment. Nice. But then, again... I'll reach the, over with the umbrella with my stretchy arm. <laughs> let's be honest. If I am if I have these superpowers, I'm not doing anything superhero with them. It's all about right. the convenience. Exactly. Like painting your house. And, <laughs> and, and in this, I'm, I'm making sure... That was sure. the most productive thing Kent said he was going to do with those Grab powers. Grab a snack is productive. For whom? Me? My mouth? I now can walk around in ideal weather all the time. I love just, that. I'm just saying it's an underrated ability. Okay. I Joel? Get I get it. That we actually was going to pick that. Yeah. And it's funny that the last time we did uh, the underrated episode, it was five years ago in 2018, because also in 2018, we did Bacon Cell episode 152, With Great Power Comes Great Immaturity, where Ooh. we tiered superpowers. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it, I, you know, listen to it again. It's a, it's a fun listen. I, I encourage you to go listen to it. But one of the things I talked about, I, I, I thought about was, you know, people talk about super strength, super fun. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Teleporting would be amazing. Be Flying okay. would be okay. Mm. So you went for the yeah. same joke. <laughs> okay, there we are. But I have the floor. <laughs> but I really do think healing is such an underrated power. Because people all the time talk about Wolverine. Oh man, his claws, they're amazing. That's not a superpower. The claws exist because he can heal. He has the he had the claws, but he didn't have the adamantium. Or healing others. See, that's the thing. There's okay. there's a blurry line there sure. between if you can heal yourself, can you heal others? Mm-hmm. But I just think that having that ability to be like, oh, I got a paper cut. It's gone now. I don't have to wait for that to heal or get lemon juice on it or hand sanitizer on it. You it's just gone. You wouldn't fear anything. No. Well, I'd fear pain because pain happens. Okay. But then you can heal it quickly sure. after. But also just being able to, you know, heal others as well. Like, you know, they, uh, who is that? I can't remember who it is. 
They put their hands on them and it glows and then they feel better. I can't remember right now. My brain like biblical. Me. No. <laughs> <laughs> different, different power altogether. I mean, you made me go there. It's combined oh. with walking. I didn't want to say. It's combined with walking on water. I can't remember the show right now, but they, they can restore the organisms to optimal health. Uh, <laughs> nope. Not, I can't even say family friendly to you right now because that's totally family friendly. Just <laughs> irreverent. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, and the, the limits, of course, you know, the patient still has to be alive. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know, they are even hanging on threads. Still, a spark of life has to be there because they're gone, they're gone. It would be such a difficult power to know when to use and not to use, right? Because the power could get to your head oh, totally. or, or allowing the natural selection to occur. Right. right? But I'm, I'm even thinking like Wolverine, just like with his healing self power mm-hmm. where he can heal from anything. Right. And people always talk about, you know, his, you know, strength or his, his adamantium claws. But I'm like, it's the healing that allowed him to get all that. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think healing is underrated. Okay. It's a good thing I can control weather because the bacon cave is getting hit by lightning. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've got indigestion. Don't eat Tums. I just healed it. (laughs) Boom. Oh, headache, aches and pains gone. No Advil. We're taking a turn into one of the more rare categories on bacon sale. This is video games. What's your underrated video game hero? What's your Zach? Mine, I think this is a bad choice. I don't think it's that underrated. He's got a game coming out, but this is a Star Wars character. I mean, I think just in general, there's all these, you know, especially with the the sequel trilogy and the the series and everything, we've got these new characters, and this guy has somehow flown under the radar, and he's one of the best Star Wars characters in the whole canon, and that is from the game Jedi Fallen Order, the main character, Cal Kestis. He is a... a, No idea who that is. Yeah, he's a youngling uh, survivor of Order 66. Oh, I saw that. She had a red lightsaber and like tried to kill Darth Vader when he was standing right in front of her. <laughs> Cameron Monaghan plays the character. Yes, uh, who you might know from, I'm sorry, Joel, Gotham. He's actually really good in Gotham. Yeah, wow. he's a good, a good part of Gotham. Really good. Wait, but who's he in Gotham? He's Joker. A, he can't well, be called the Joker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, not Joker, Joker. I know who it is. Yeah. But Cal Kestis is, again, he's an interesting character because he was uh, maybe, I don't know, what, 12 years old or mm-hmm. something when Order 66 happens. And he goes into hiding. You, when you first meet him in the game, he's in a, a scrapyard of like Republic ships and stuff like that. And, yeah. and he's just trying to keep his ability to use the force on the down low. And events happen that force him to you know use the force and use his lightsaber and things like that. And so you go on this journey with him to sort of try and reestablish the Jedi Order. Uh, but he's just a really... Uh, interesting, sympathetic character. They add a force power to him, but it doesn't feel weird mm-hmm. like it does with with, with Ray or, or with Kylo Ren. Um, and the ability to sort of feel the memories of a, of an object, and you use that in the game. And he's not OP either. You no, know, he's in like not. a lot of Star Wars games. Overpowered. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're um you know as you go through the game, you sort of recall some of your training and get you know, abilities throughout. Um, and then a shout out to. Uh, arguably one of the best droids in all of Star Wars as well, your buddy BD-1, who uh, helps you in your adventure. Honestly, going through and playing as his character is is great. I like him better than anything uh, Disney Star Wars has put out, even Mandalorian. I like his character better than the Mandalorian. If anyone watched the Obi-Wan series where they had the Inquisitors, that's his story instead, but done better. Much, much better. Okay. In Fallen Order. So I would say worth, if you're a Star Wars fan... Worth checking out the game just for Cal Kestis or at least, you know, I don't know, watch some clips on YouTube. He's a great character. And because they have Cameron Monaghan playing him, fully possible that he may show up in, in a live action I would love series. It. And I would love it because yeah. he, he really is awesome. Joel? I've got uh, three letters I would like to say now. 
which is TKO, because I'm talking about Little Mac from Mike Tyson's Punch <laughs> Little Out. Little Mac. Seriously. So he's a, he's the little boxer yeah. in, the, in the main protagonist in Nintendo's Punch Out. And he's fighting guys 10 times his size. <laughs> Who is in charge of the weight classes in this Sometimes world? Sometimes twice, by the way. It's insane. I found out, by the way, after doing the research here, he's 17 years old across wow. all the Punch Out games. That's how old he's. A 17 year old fighting these monstrous boxers in front of him. He's five foot seven and weighs 107 pounds. Wow. The guy is just tiny. He bobs and weaves like no other though. And yet he goes into it with no fear. Well, maybe a little fear whenever I got to Mike Tyson. Yeah. Or Bob Bolt. Bob Bolt the second time. Second time is hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First time's easy. Nintendo Power listed Little Mac as their 11th fa- favorite hero, stating that he taught gamers that more intimidating foes can be overcome by patience, persistence, and pattern recognition. Hey. So, Little Mac is an inspiration to them, and he's an inspiration to me. And I think he's underrated because, man, that guy can take a punch. He's a really fun character to play in Super Smash Brothers as well. Yeah. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I went modern on this one. Well, semi-modern, maybe seven, eight years ago. I went with Talion from the Lord of the Rings games, Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. Considered it as well. Wow. Uh, so Talion. both went geeky on this. Very geeky. I went so old. These games are non-canon, considering where Lord of the Rings is at, but should absolutely be canon because... I mean, they change a few story segments, but they are basically following the story. Essentially, Lord of the Rings is happening, and there's a ranger who's trying to get revenge for his family being killed by a general of Sauron. And so he is basically doing everything behind the scenes because, you know, Lord of the Rings is just about a fellowship traveling. And you're like, that's a pretty simple story when there is an entire war happening. This is the guy that's behind beating the bad guys in the war. And the game is really fun. I mean, you're cutting off orcs' heads like constantly, so maybe not totally family-friendly, but there's a cool story here where he's got this wraith-like ability. It's almost like a Nazgul sort of thing, but the stories in this are really fun. The gameplay is fantastic. If you haven't played these games, definitely do, but Talion is someone, when I got to the end of the game, and they kind of wrapped it up as far as like the the movie, the actual movie trilogy go, I go, why, why isn't that recognized? Like, why didn't Amazon buy the rights to this and just make Talion's story? <laughs> Because truly, it, up. it would have been amazing. Same reason they didn't do Jedi Fallen Order either. Yeah. Maybe, eventually. <laughs> and for our final category, in this random, yet somehow not random, because Bacon Sale category, we have movie villain. Start on movies and movies. I like Who that. Who is your underrated movie villain, Joel? <sighs> I'm going I'm to make Kent so happy right now. And I just, I, can't I hate when I make Kent happy. I can't wait. Because Solomon Lane has been the really big bad on Mission Impossible films for the past mm-hmm. couple of films, which is fine. It's fine. But I think Owen Davian, played by Mich- Philip Seymour Hoffman, has been completely overshadowed. How? By Even Solomon in Lane. his own movie, yeah. almost. Almost. Yeah. Because he is, if you haven't seen Mission Impossible 3, which is, hey, Carrie Russell's in that. <laughs> um, but if you haven't seen Mission Impossible 3, it he is this just completely calm psychopath. Yep. And it is terrifying how brutal he could be. Like he just sits there and talks to Ethan Hunt about how he's just going to kill his girlfriend and make it, make Ethan watch. And the way he it's, says it, you're, you're literally scared. It's weird because those movies aren't known for their acting. Like they're, they're fine. Yes. Yeah. their Hoffman shows pieces. up. Yeah. Just, this is one of his best roles in yeah. my opinion. He's so good. And he is, so he's a, he's an American arms dealer who's looking to find the rabbit's foot and, mm-hmm. and, uh, but he is just ruthless and he's a, he's a megalomaniac. He's, He's a sadist. Like, he really is just, he's this monster, but he puts on such a calm facade that it's unsettling. And he is, in my opinion, the best villain in the Mission Impossible franchise. Yeah, I think you're right. 
but I do feel like Solomon Lane and uh, here we go to a point have kind of overshadowed that. Sure. Where you don't really think about him anymore because he's not part of this later arc of no. four, five, six, no. seven, eight. But he's one of the, he's there part of that huge standalone impact, thing. Though. Yeah. But man, he I've never forgotten him, and I feel like more people need to watch Miss Impossible to remember how terrifying Owen Davian was. Yeah. True story. Is okay. Uh, so for mine, most people know Jason Isaacs from uh, his role as Lucius Malfoy from oh, yeah. the Harry Potter franchise, mm-hmm. which is everyone's like, oh yeah, he's so, he's he's really rude. He's mean to Dobby. But fantastic hair. He's fant- oh, fantastic hair. And he's mm-hmm. just so regal about it. But but his true villain performance is from the Patriot. The Patriot, yes. He's Colonel William Tavington. And this guy is one of the best villains in my mind. He is uh, perpetually evil in every way. And he's just smiling the entire time. He actually has this quote where he's, I think he just killed the son of uh, Mel Gibson's character. And he says, you know... It's an ugly business doing one's duty. But just occasionally, it's a real pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, I mean, Lucius Malfoy is a teddy bear compared to Tavington. And when I saw this movie, what was it? Early 2000? I actually was like, I think I hate British people. <laughs> <laughs> like, they scare me. When, when they say the Redcoats are coming, he is what I picture. Right? When, when they said, when Paul Revere yeah. said that yeah. <laughs> to me, no, that is what I picture just this malicious, and I can't imagine the British people like that movie very much, but just this malicious character who caused so much death. Granted, have generals been done maybe better and maybe a little more nuanced with like in- inglorious, illegitimate children? Sure. <laughs> but uh, I actually feel like he's not recognized enough. I was looking on AFI's best villains, uh, 100 best villains list. He's not even on there. And really? I was like, come on. I know That's it's underrated. the Patriot. I know people may not love that movie, but man, well, and he's the Patriot so good. Is definitely has the unfortunate circumstance of being after Braveheart. Yes, like I feel like every movie that came after that that was kind of this epic drama, mm-hmm. a historical drama, has always been compared to Braveheart. And Longshanks definitely does get more recognition. Well, Lucius Malfoy? The, no, uh, from Braveheart. Oh, than okay, yes, yes. Tavington was that his name? Yeah, Tavington. Tavington. Yes. So I, I get that. I get that he's... Uh, I, although I do need to watch that movie again. It's been too long. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I remember him, but I don't remember fearing oh, him. So. You'll hate him. Yeah. You want to punch him in the face. I already do. Yeah. Look what he did to Dobby. <laughs> All right. My choice is a little bizarre. Um, I really appreciate this uh, sort of observation of movies where we go, you know, who, who is the real villain? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is the villain the person that your protagonist is going against? Is it just the person that you're you're following and it's his opposition? The villain is always not not super clear. But in this case, and this is kind of a weird modern internet choice, but mine is a is a guy who uh, a recluse who uh, makes children disappear. That's right. My villain is Willy Wonka. Because here's the thing, <laughs> Willy Man. Wonka. Willy Wonka is the wait vi- wait Gene Wilder or Johnny Depp. Porque no los dos? Because but one more of them Johnny is good. Depp. Okay, thank you. More Johnny Depp. But however, Gene Wilder, is, is his character is not necessarily good. I submit that Willy Wonka is the villain of the story because ultimately he's the one that needs to be defeated. Yeah. He has a plan in place mm-hmm. to specifically make the children fail. If they successfully complete the tasks that he has ahead of them and they make it through the tour, they win. That means he's the villain of this story. He's the jigsaw. Yeah. But I, he, much like Jigsaw, I would put him in the category of villains that might be right. You know, vi- like they're not true. Teaching villains, kids a lesson. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Trying them not to be a glutton, not to be greedy. Sure. Oh, yeah. You, you know, you 
only think about yourself. Just like Jigsaw. You don't appreciate life like I do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, you know, you might not agree with their perspective, but from a certain point of view, right, they, they could be considered right. And that's what I think with Willy Wonka. And I find him, it's the underrated thing is you don't think of him as a villain, but at the end of the day, the conflict comes from him. Mm-hmm. That is the conflict in the movie. Therefore, I, I do believe Charlie Bucket is the hero and... Willy Wonka becomes the villain, and specifically, so not Slugworth. <laughs> no, unfortunately, but specifically in the Johnny Depp, uh, Tim Burton version, you know they, they lean into that a little bit more, mm-hmm. and you maybe you feel sympathetic because it's like, ah, oh, my dad was a dentist and he didn't let me have candy, and now I want to kill children. <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's <laughs> a little, quotes. little bit of it's a stretch. Yeah, not literally. In I, that movie, there's a stretch. I think that's really he, clever. Actually, he, he's the villain of the story. You don't think about it. And therefore underrated, uh, much like I do think over time, the uh, Tim Burton, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, bit of an underrated movie. I haven't seen it since 2005. I think time's been kind to it. Okay. And with that, we are done with our list. There we go. So there are something. (laughs) Our random underrated picks. We hope you played along at home. And once again, like we said with the with the Disneyland tiering rides, we want to see your feedback. We want to see what you think are is the underrated over the counter drug. Tums for the win. <laughs> uh, but let us know on Facebook. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know on Twitter. We want to hear from you and hear what you think is underrated. And we'll even take suggestions for maybe a future underrated show we'll be doing in uh, five, five years, years sure. or so. Sure. But before we go, we'd like to give some love to some underrated patrons. I don't know if they're underrated, but we have Perfectly rated. our I Am The Listener category with Sir and Madam Hicks, Shannon West, Scott Sprague, Brian and Marley, Rocky and Steph, Lady Terry A. Finley, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Jennifer Kilkowski, Debbie Foster, Dave Kelly, Casey Cummings, Briggs is Hot, Braden Winterton, Angela Plotz, Andrew Dancing Through the Fire, Alicia Bass, and Adam and Rachel Crump. And then we have our Bacon Council, which includes the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen Everyone's Favorite Ross, Star Wars Expert Kyler, our favorite couple the Mansons, Nicole D. Kell, Johnny English the Brick, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Glowclin Daniel, and Picker! Thank you, patrons. Patrons, uh, sincerely, I would be willing to shovel half of your driveway. (laughs) Just half. Thank you, patrons. You are the sugary coating to our Advil. (laughs) Don't take medical advice from Baker. (laughs) But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me at Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Go ahead and like that Facebook page and visit at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, stop by T public.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself some merch we uh, shout out to verbus vivum who posted yeah uh, yeah a picture on instagram we saw uh, that wearing the merch love it thank you um and if you like what's going on here and you want to support us further visit patreon.com slash bacon sale where support starts at just three dollars a month you can get all sorts of fun benefits behind the scenes stuff and of course the weekly almost weekly bacon bits where we have a really good time maybe too much fun patreon.com slash bacon sale so until next time You got to keep it underrated. Savor the consistent citrus tang of this Skittle, my friends. I ran out of breath. (laughs) That that was the problem. Eggs, bacon, and toast. Nobody even knows who the Google Dolls are anymore. Well, (gasps) I think...
Did not. you not for years try the over-the-top oh, method? Of course If I we did. are wrestled right now, you would do it. I totally would. <laughs> Isn't it just about him winning a truck? And the respect of his son. It's about a truck. It's probably a track I skipped on my Kenny Loggins CD. <gasps> so you're going to restaurants putting sauce in your purse. You're Learn. saying the ketchup at McDonald's is not hand-brewed in the back? There's hands in it. But I'm Team Cholula. How funny that Iggy's existed once. I'm 16 years old. <laughs> I don't know anything about Chavula Rasa. I'm chopping onions. I'm chopping onions. It's an inconsiderate treat. I hold hands. It's so cute. If I was interviewing somebody and I asked them the question of what their favorite gas station snack was and they said corn nuts, I would absolutely not hire them. It's the legend of Taquito's past. Do you guys want to know the jingle for Toys R Us? Well, not. Uh, that was great, Zach. KB Toys, we have model cars and some trains. We had to talk him out of buying a sword. Yeah. I want all the swords. I have a sword. Did so wait, we're talking drugs on Bacon Cell? I can't swallow those pills. They're too big. They're, they're so spicy. Don't say they're <laughs> not candy. They're not candy. They're okay. medicine. Candy Use the responsible coating. Kids. When your back hurts, they're candy. Don't, don't get medical hurts. advice from Bacon Cell, kids. Please. Are you still hungry? And I go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not hungry. I don't need a ladder. I got stretchy skin. So you went for the yeah. same joke. <laughs> okay, there we go. But I have the floor. It's a good thing I can control weather because the bacon cave is getting hit by lightning. Ah, oh, my dad was a dentist and he didn't let me have candy. Now I want to kill children. You need to kind of get up on the table.